0: We really do want to focus on God's heart um, for the mission, for for the nations, and I want to start with this idea of traditions. Um, If you ever read Jim Collins, he has a book called Built to Last about the companies that have lasted the longest and done the greatest, and he says one of the, the key things about them is that they, the people who work for it, the people who belong in the organization, they know the core of what that group is about. They know what they stand for. They know what's really important. Disney is one of the companies that he, he highlights and talks a lot about, and one of the things that he says is, is those companies do a really good job of training their people in what's the core of what they're about, and Disney's an example. Disney, if you ever go to work there, they have something called traditions that you would have to attend for several weeks where you learn everything about Disney, including Dixie, Disney magic and pixie dust and they want to, to get in your heart what Disney is all about, so as you're working, even if all you're doing is dispensing drinks at Disney World, that you understand what, what Disney is about, and you can, um, you can convey that to the people that come. And so that's really what this missions conference is about, and really asking that question like, what is God, what is his dream for the world? What is his mission? What's he really all about in the world? so that we can, our heart can match his heart and we can join him in what he's doing. And so over the next two weeks, I want to attempt to answer um, that question. So we're going to kind of do a kingdom 101, if that's okay. But even though it's a 101, this is extremely important. I did this, a version of this, about 12 years ago, I think, um, but have redone some of it. But this is so significant to me, and this really is God's heart, and I feel like it's where our heart should be. And I'm gonna what's really interesting, um, you know, we we talked about, do you remember the story of the Bible is one big drama, right? That it's in three acts. It's from creation to corruption to restoration. And something at some point I wanna do is I wanna take and show you. There's a lot of threads that start in Genesis that go the whole way through the story of God to Revelation and themes that God develops, and at some point, I want to do that, but one of, I mean, so some of them are things like the temple idea, the glory of God is a key thread, the trees is a thread that goes from beginning to end, the, the Spirit and His role, and at some point, I'd like to kind of do a series and hit some of those, because I think it helps understand the Bible, but one of those key threads is the nations. The nation starts in Genesis, that thread runs all the way through the Bible, And so, just to remind you of this drama, um, the Bible starts with creation, where God creates everything. It is good, exactly as He designed it to be, full of His shalom, the man and woman in perfect relation with Him. We all know Satan comes, tempts them, the sin and the fall comes, where they break the relationship with Him. And death comes into the world, into their relationship with God, and that's where we have um, corruption. And then, That final act, we've talked about this before, but if we were to sum it up, Matthew 19, Acts 3, Colossians 1, I'll talk about God's desire to renew all things, to restore everything, and to reconcile back to Himself all things. And by the way, I've noticed there's sheets out on the thing that we created. If you are a note taker and want to grab one of those, it's got some fill in the blanks, so it'll have a lot of the verses and a lot of the content that we're doing this morning on that. So God's desire is the restoration, is is nothing less than the restoration of the totality of his creation back to its original design. Okay, we've talked about that before. So restoration is that third act. And it's restoration through redemption, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what makes all of that possible. And that's why at 12th Avenue, we are striving to become a biblical community of kingdom people who are restoring all things back to God, one person, one place at a time. So the question is, how's God's going about this restoration of, of creation? And we've, you've just got to go in Genesis and go through the whole Bible. And so after the fall in Genesis 3, what we see from Genesis 4 to Genesis 11, essentially, is this downward spiral of humanity getting worse and worse and getting further and further away from God. It culminates in the Tower of Babel, where all people gather together against the command of God in Genesis 1, And we find that those who were gathered spoke one language, and then God came down, confused the language, so they spoke many languages, and they were scattered into the nations. And Genesis 10, which precedes this, is very significant because Genesis 10 has a list of the nations that were created in Genesis 11. I won't go into why, there's a literary reason why they have the, the list of the nations first, but Tower of Babel is the creation of the nations. And this is all really significant this creation of the nations because we're told in Acts 17 that the God who made the world and everything in it, from one man he made every nation of men. And God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not very far from each of us. And so God creates the nations for the purpose of getting all people back to himself. That is his reason for creating the nations. He creates them out of his love as a way to win the nations back to himself, to, to bring humanity back to himself. And so his purpose, as we said, it's nothing less than the restoration of the totality of his creation back to its original design. But the centerpiece of this restoration is God's mission of gathering pe- to himself people from every nation in order to create a covenant community of individuals who love and worship him. This is the mission that God is on, gathering people from every nation back to himself And so, the events of Genesis 12 are really important. We've heard Abraham mentioned several times this morning already in Genesis 12. God calls an individual, right after he creates the nations, he calls an individual who will be the key instrument of him reaching the nations. And he says to Abraham in Genesis 12, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So immediately after those creating those nations, he calls Abraham so that through him, he can be a blessing to all people. We see this spelled out more clearly in Genesis eighteen eighteen, where God said, "'Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him.'" In Genesis 28, 13, and 14, God said, "'All peoples on earth, earth will be blessed through you and your offspring.'" That's to Isaac, his son, that he reiterates that. And then to Jacob, his grandson, God said, through your offspring, all nations on earth, all nations on earth will be blessed. So his promise to Abraham and then to Isaac and to Jacob is that through you that all nations will be blessed. So God's intent is to bless all nations through Abraham. Through Abraham to bless all the nations. And that through Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob, that they will, cre- God will create a nation that will reach the nations. That was His intent. So, that they, those nations would all turn back to Him and come to Him. So, the question is, is why create a nation? What, why is God about creating a nation? He calls Abraham, but to create a nation. And it's because of this really important principle. We talked about, uh, we, I won't go there, because God's desire is to do His work through a community of people. That's why being a community of people known as 12th Avenue is so important. His desires do His work through a community of people who love Him, who worship Him, who live under His reign. And a very important part of His mission is to create such a community through whom He can carry out His purposes of bringing all of humanity back to Himself. That's what God is doing. And I mean, to me a question is like, why in the world would God use us to create this huge, to, to carry out this huge mission to reach the nations? Would you Invite fallen humanity to be the key ones who are taking this this work on? I mean, would you call yourself, I'm curious, to be the caretaker of this mission to reach all nations? I wouldn't call me to do that kind of thing. I remember this photo, it's not a photo from my house, but sometimes international students in the summer would be at our house and it would be time to mow. And they had never, they had seen it, but they had never done it and they would like to mow. And so I'd let them have the mower for 30 minutes. And then, inevitably, when I'd finish, they'd finish, I'd go out and look, and this is what they had done. They hadn't, like, mowed lines. They had just gone all over the place, you know. When you give something to somebody and they don't know what they're doing, they don't do a good job. So, why in the world did God do that? But that's what He did. He chose to use us as His instruments. And so, He chooses Israel, this particular nation, Um, again, not to bless them alone, but through them to be a blessing and to reach all nations. It was They were not an end in themselves. So why Israel? Why this group? Or what, what was his purpose through Israel? What was wanting, God wanting to do with this nation? And I want to talk about three things that God was doing through Israel in his mission to reach all nations. Three things. So the first thing God was doing is through them, God was intending to create for for Israel to be a model community to the nations. They were to be a model community. They were to show the nations around them how God intended the world to truly function. They were to be unique and distinct society that would reflect God's character, his values, his ways in the midst of a watching world. They were to be a nation in which all people flourished as they obeyed God's laws of goodness and justice. They were to embody the creational shalom that was there in the beginning and that was lost So that through this nation, they would be an instrument that would attract the nations to God. And this is how they were being a light to the nations. Deuteronomy talks about this in Deuteronomy 4. Hear now, O Israel, keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you, observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations, who will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Through Israel, God's desire, we're told in Ezekiel 16, especially verse 14, that their fame would spread among the nations and on account of their beauty because of the splendor that He had made your beauty perfect, declares the Sovereign Lord, that God was wanting them to be a display of His glory to attract the nations. In Isaiah 49.3, He talks about that His desire was through Israel, that he, they would display His splendor. So God wanted them to be a model community that would attract the nations to God. The second thing he wanted them to do is he wanted them to tell the nations about God. Not just be a model community, but tell the nations about God. In 1 Chronicles 16, David says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all of his wondrous acts. Again, David uh, in Psalm 57, I will praise you, O Lord, among the what? Among the nations. I will sing your praise among the peoples, for great is your love reaching to the heavens and your faithfulness to the sky. Psalm ninety-six-three, declare his glory among the what? Among the nations, his, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. And then you get to the prophet Isaiah, who says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. Call on His name, make known among the, what? The nations what He has done. He's done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. So it's this call for Israel to tell the nations about Him. So, to be a model community to the nations, to attract them to God to tell the nations about God. And then the third thing is, is they were to be the conduit for the Messiah. They were to be the channel through whom God would bring the Messiah into the world, the one who would reach all nations. The Messiah, the one who would bring God's salvation, His blessing to the nations, the one whom through God would make everything right again. And it was within the confines of this community God would incubate and then birth the Messiah. And I'm telling you, the Old Testament is loaded with references of the Messiah's mission to the nations. I'm just going to hit a few. In Zechariah 9:10, we're told that the Messiah, He will proclaim peace to the nations. Thank you for doing this with me. He will stand as a banner for the peoples, like as a flag being waved, and the what? The nations will rally to the Messiah. He will bring justice to the nations, Isaiah 42.1. In Isaiah 42, he says, he will be a light for the Gentiles to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. So you see, God's heart and his purpose, his desire was never just for Israel. That was never what he was about. That was not an end in itself. That nation was a means to an end. So through Abraham, God was creating a covenant of people with his intent of reaching and bringing all nations back to himself. I love this in Isaiah 49.6 of the Messiah. This is what the Lord says. It's too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. Just to, to focus on Israel, that's too small a thing. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. So the question is, did Israel honor and fulfill these three things, these promises, these things that God asked them to do? Were they a model community to attract the nations? Did they tell the nations? And was Messiah going to come through them? To answer that, at least the first two, I want to turn to Ezekiel. Ezekiel talks a lot about this, and I just want to show you some passages of what the prophet says. In chapter 36, he says, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and actions. And this is what the sovereign Lord says in Ezekiel 5. You have been more unruly than the nations around you, and you've not followed my decrees or kept my laws you've not even conformed to the standards of the nations around you. In Ezekiel 16, 47, you not only followed their ways and copied their detestable practices, but in all your ways, you soon became more depraved than they. So were they a model community? Not at all. And then the heartbreaking In Ezekiel 36, this statement. Wherever they went among the nations, God says, they profaned my holy name. They profaned my name. Israel blew it. Time and time again, they abandoned God. They abandoned His purpose for the nations. They were not a model community to the nations. They failed to tell the nations By the time Jesus comes, they actually thought that the nations should all be condemned. They didn't even care about the nations. They saw the nations as people who were wholly unclean. They profaned His name wherever they went. They had lost all perspective. They had lost all perspective and had missed the whole point. And sadly, Israel had utterly failed. Utterly failed in its calling To reach the nations. So the question is. Was this going to stop the Lord from his. His mission to reach all nations. The answer is no. Nothing is going to stop the Lord from his purposes. I love Isaiah 59. 15 to 16. Tim Wright. One of his favorite verses. He and I love this. The Lord looked and could not find any justice. He could not believe what he saw. There was no one around to correct this awful situation. He could not find anyone to help the people. So he did it himself. He took on the work of salvation. And here's what God says in the Old Testament about his mission to the nations, that it will be accomplished. In Ezekiel 36, 23, the nations will know that I am the Lord. In Malachi 1, 11, my name will be great among the nations. In Psalm 46:10, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In Psalm 2:27, all the ends of the earth they will remember, and they will turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations they will bow down before him. Habakkuk 2:14, for the earth it will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in Isaiah 52.10, all the nations, all the nations, all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Nothing is going to stop God from His mission to take the good news of who He is to all nations. Nothing is going to stop Him. And I really love this because God says two things about the Messiah. So they've been unfaithful. They haven't told about Him. Are they going to stop the Messiah from coming through them? And no, the Messiah will come. And so in Haggai 2.7... God says, I will shake the nations, and the desired of all nations will come. I will shake them, and Messiah will come. The one that deep down the nations really desire. What you experience when people respond, and there's this hunger. The one that the nations desire. In Isaiah 59, 19, speaking of Messiah, I love this. He will come like a pent-up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. Isn't that awesome language? Messiah will come like a pent-up flood. So, what's... Uh, that's, that's kind of coming to the end of the Old Testament. Israel failed, and they're calling to be a model nation to tell the nations. But God's promise in the Old Testament is, I will not fail in bringing the Messiah, the one to bring salvation to all nations. So, The question is, if we don't know what comes after the Old Testament, what is the next step in God's plan to bring people from every nation back to Himself? What would He do? What would He do in order to fulfill His dream of building for Himself a covenant community made up of people from all nations? And to get the answer to that, you're just going to have to come back next week. As I used to hear as a kid all the time in one of my favorite TV shows, same bat time, same bat channel. And if you're not made, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But um, so be here, be here next week, and be here the week after when Ken is here to, to hear what, how is God carrying out this plan to reach all nations? But I'm going to leave you a hint from Isaiah 66:18 about how He's going to accomplish this—a final "I will" statement from Him. And here's what He said: "I, I am about to come and gather the people." Gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come and see my glory, says the Lord. I'm about to come. I'm going to come. And I'm going to gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come. And they will see my glory. So we're going to take up this story next week, because as we're doing this embroidery, we've gotten two-thirds of the way through the Bible on this theme of how the nations goes through this whole story. So, we're going to pick up the New Testament next week. We're going to finish following that thread of the nations all the way through to the end of Revelation. So, I'm excited about it. Um, God's heart for the nations captured my heart years and years ago, and His calling for us is to share His heart, and that's why we do this missions emphasis every year, is that we never forget God's purpose to reach all nations, that this is His mission Not some of the silly stuff we can tend to care about in church. I mean, we care about important things, but we get caught up in so many things, and we can become like Israel to where we're not the model community anymore, right? And then we quit telling the nations. And so let us keep our heart beating with God's heart. All right, let me wrap up a couple details. Um, Tonight, I think you had to sign up ahead of time, I think, but. Don't forget the supper tonight. We're going to be eating outside. There will be boxed lunches, and it's a way for Christian Challenge to raise support for what they're doing for the nation, so um, you want to be here for that. Um, This is kind of in place of the the fish fry that we normally do. Um, As you came in, you should have gotten one of these or could have gotten one of these, the bags. We want every family to have one. It's limited to one, but there's some really cool stuff in here. One thing I'm excited about about this is they have some missionary biographies in here, and these are great stories. Pat read a lot of these to our children as a way to inculcate in them God's heart for the nations. You will be stirred at the commitment of people who take the good news of Jesus. So um, grab one of these bags. Again, one per family. There is some candy in here that came from uh, Mexico. Pulperindo? I don't know what that is, but After they got this and put it in, they read the fine print, very fine print, and found out that this is hot, so don't just let your kids grab this on the way home and throw this in their mouth, okay, because this thing is hot, so, um, but we want everybody to get one of those bags, and inside of there is also a response card. We really want you to be thinking now ahead of time, because especially on October 25th, we are going to... We are going to have a call and ask for a response of how, what are your next steps in being involved in God's mission to the nations. We're not all called to the same things, but we all are called to be part of what God is doing for the nations in some form. And so the response card has a list of things that that you can do. So would you stand with me? Thanks again for the patience today, some of the glitches, Uh, but that pales in comparison to what God's doing among the nations, right? And so thanks for being here this morning, looking forward to the next few weeks. Um, Dwight and Laurel are going to be hanging around. Can you guys just hang up here? Is that okay? If you guys want to come talk to them, um, ask them some questions, hear more about what they're doing. Um, Again, appreciate you guys being here. So Father, thank you for your heart for all nations. Because if it weren't for that heart, I wouldn't be in the people of God we would not be in the people of God. We are those Gentiles. We are part of one of those nations that you had a heart for, and that it was your intent through Jesus to bring us to yourself. So I'm eternally grateful for your plan, because it's affected me personally. The life, the salvation, the spirit that I have is all because of your heart to reach all people and all nations. Father, it's so easy in the busyness of life and in just doing normal church stuff to forget this bigger picture of what you're about with all nations. So for those of us that are here, for those of us that are online, would you please remind us that this is where your heart is, that this is what makes your heart beat. May we, Lord, get our hearts in alignment with you and our our prayer life and our giving and all the things. And so I'm looking forward to the next few weeks for you speaking to us each individually um, about this very important topic. And so, Lord, we pray We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, I love the theme. This is the family business. This is the family business. So, uh, and the mission field is still out there. So, as always, 12th Avenue, as you leave here today, you are sent to take the good news of Jesus to Emporia, Kansas. So,